Good day, my friend. You're at the right place at the right time, and you're about to hear the word of God that God has shared with us during our service time at Truth Gathers Dream Center Church. So I pray that we have your attention for the next few minutes as this word of God comes forth. I pray that it be a blessing to your life and to your journey. The journey into praying for someone else. Got a few scriptures here. Mark 11, verse 21 to 25. Mark 11 to 21 to 25. We started here two weeks ago when I was teaching about a church that doesn't pray is a powerless church. It's also a careless church. A church that don't discern the heart of its community. And I use this scripture that Jesus used. We also always use this scripture in chapter for Palm Sunday. When Jesus returns to Jerusalem, it's called the triumphant entry. Uh, when Jesus returned and he rides a colt uh, down uh, into Jerusalem and all the children are saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he. In that same passage of scripture, Jesus cursed a fig tree. All right. He also cast out money changers and those that sold doves in the temple. And I want to show you, I want to go back right to there. I got a few things to say in several places. So hang tight. Everybody say hang tight. Mark 11, verse 21, 25, it reads, And Peter, calling to remembrance, saith unto him, being Jesus, Master, behold, look at the fig tree, which thou cursed, it is withered away. Jesus answering said unto him, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever, underline that, underline that, whosoever, shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he said shall come to pass, pass. he shall have whatsoever, underline whatsoever, whatsoever he saith. Lord help me, this thing preached for me. Therefore I say unto you, whatso things soever ye desire, when you pray, Believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Y'all can help me preach. I'm feeling good about this. And when ye when when ye stand praying, forgive if ye have aught against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. All right. This is what it's like to move into the journey of praying for someone else. Now, while Peter here is, is astonished at the results of Jesus cursing the fig tree. Jesus actually uses it to give an invitation to the disciples. He said, you see this fig tree? See what happened to it? He says, now I need you to have faith in God. He uses cursing the fig tree as an invitation to the disciples to live in the spirit. You see what happened when I spoke to this fig tree? Now he says, now I need you to have faith in God. In other words, the results you've just seen out of a prayer life. I want to say this. The result you just seen, cursing the fig tree, rebuking the fig tree, drying it up from the root, that result that you see comes out of a prayer life. Not just praying. Not just a prayer. 
I want you to understand the power to cast it down and to see results don't just come from praying or that very act of prayer, but Jesus is actually drawing out of the well of his prayer life and out of the well of his prayer life, he rebukes this fig tree and he says, look disciples, you can do this if you just have faith in God. If you come over here and start walking in your flesh and start walking in the spirit and living in the spirit, what you just saw happen to the fig tree, you can do it too. Then he takes that same prophetic metaphor and translate it into a life of prayer. He said, I really want you to live this, this way. I want you to notice the scripture, what he says to them uh, in, in verse 24. He says, when you pray, everybody say, when you pray. It means every Christian expected to pray. I'm going to keep teaching this till you get fully loaded. He didn't say if you pray. He said when you pray. It's an expectation that you have a prayer life. In other words, when you gave your life to Jesus and confessed your sins and accepted him as Lord and Savior, you also were saying, Father, I need you. I can't do this on my own. I can't make it to heaven on my own. I can't live the life that I'm called to on my own. So how can you get saved, accept him as Jesus Christ, admit that you need him and then after becoming a born again believer stop showing that you need him prayer shows that you need God and there is strength outside of you now I know the world uh, uh, focuses on DIY do it yourself is it that's it did I do it right uh do it yourself Home Depot do it Lowe's do it and if you're not careful the church will do it too but everything we need is not within ourselves come on everything I need to tap into is not within ourselves we serve a God that is outside of us bigger than us we don't even understand the scripture that tells us that we can he will do exceeding abundantly more than we are acts or think according to the power that worketh within us we think it means that God will do according to the power that worketh within us and that's not what the scripture says he it says he will do exceeding it means you can work your power in faith but God will exceed what you can do on your own come on I'm not trying to make you passive but I can't make you arrogant everything you need in life is not within you you need something greater than you to help you get I feel the Holy Ghost to get where you gotta go and the reason why we pray is because I need something bigger than me he says when you pray the expectation to pray it means rather than complaining we pray then he says when you pray I need to understand I like this invitation he gives them I've been, been focusing on the whosoever I say whosoever oh, that is so powerful whosoever shall pray shall have whatsoever they pray now I don't know about that you that'll loose my tongue into praying for all kind of stuff if you tell me it's a based on a whosoever will pray and believe that I can have whatsoever I say that's what the scripture says he said if you understand that if you talk to me can I talk can I talk to somebody who think that God only answers the prayer of the preacher come on answers the prayer of the deacon answers the prayer of the church mother come on I got to raise your spiritual appetite and your spiritual belief I refuse to have a pastoral congregation 
congregation where only about four people can pray. I want you to know if you saved and you blood bought that you can pray and God will hear and answer your prayer. Imagine a church that knows that God hears them. Imagine a deacon that knows that God hears them. Imagine a regular old brother ain't got no title but got faith. A regular old sister ain't no got no title but got faith. Imagine just an old mother that's raising her children. Just an old father that's trying to lead by example but got faith. Whosoever. <laughs> well, he opened the gate wide open said, if you talk to me, I'll answer you. If you ask me, Jesus uses this to teach about prayer and results, seamlessly tying in a fig tree with no fruit to a dead church producing no miracles. He ties it in and shows us that if we get certain things out, certain things will start happening in our lives. That's what he says. When he cast out all those who sold and bought in the temple, one of the gospels says, and the lame came and he healed them. And the blind came. As soon as he got all the unnecessary stuff out of the house, tell somebody I'm a house of prayer. As soon as he got all the unnecessary stuff out of the house of prayer, miracles start happening. Prayer gives you power. It gives you power to believe and receive. It also gives you power to birth what you prayed for. The scripture says that whatsoever you desire when you pray, it says believe that you have received them and then you shall. So it's actually when you pray, you become pregnant with what you're asking for. It said believe that you have received it. It means when you pray, you're supposed to enter into a place that it has already happened. And if it didn't happen yet in the natural, it has definitely already happened in the spirit. All I'm waiting is for manifestation to hit the earth. But has it occurred already? Yes, it has. Because I prayed, I believed that I received them and then I shall what? Have them. That's the birthing part. Then it says, that last verse I got to teach because you got to get in this journey to pray. When you want this journey to pray for someone else, it says even when you pray, it says make sure that you forgive if you have any ought against anybody else. All this, hey, it's like as he was teaching this about how to get results and how to get prayer. He said, wait a minute now. Circumstances in life occur. Things going to happen. Somebody going to make you mad. Somebody going to disappoint you. And I like to balance it because, you know, we believe that all we got, you know, everybody, everybody done us wrong. You know, you know, that kind of church. Well, we preach about our haters for 20 minutes because everybody done us wrong. But if you did inventory, you done somebody wrong, too. Oh, no, no, no. I ain't said everything was intentional, but there's sometimes you did something's wrong, even unintentionally, but still apologizing, got it right? Come on, somebody. So it says when you pray, things happen in life. Get things right between brothers and sisters. Make sure one another, because you don't want to have an altar unforgiveness blocking everything that God wants to do. Can I tell you that maybe some of y'all perfect prayers could have been answered by now if the Lord saw that you was willing to forgive them 
and willing to let it go because what God be saying is how can I bless you and you treating them like that how can I bless you if I bless you in that state you won't get arrogant but God will sometimes delay the blessing sovereignly till your heart is ready to forgive other people and so I don't care how grown and how professional you are there are times you're going to have to practice forgiveness I'm grown and I'm saved I'm Holy Ghost filled but I can testify since I've been preaching I've had to practice forgiveness I'm talking about forgiveness for real no for real you know when you're mad at somebody you even use God as a spiritual weapon oh don't get mad you you good and saved oh you good and saved you will cross over and use God as a weapon huh? I had a family member cross the line did something make me mad what you think happened when I went to prayer I went to prayer mad I said God if you don't go ahead and kill her let, let her tongue stick to the roof of her mouth shut up all her fighting when I went, went in with fire y'all ain't saying nothing I, I probably shook a few times and <laughs> come on now you come on now I put God on her like he was a bulldog trying to get off a chain I put God on her God get her get her God I looked at my wife baby Will you join me in prayer? One can chase a thousand. Two, well, we're going to get her today. Get her, God! And time we quiet down from a few bow ties and a tatas, the Holy Spirit said, no, you forgive her. I said, but Lord, she was wrong. She go to church all the time, just as me. How come she don't know she was wrong? I said, I'll deal with that, but you forgive her because I got to keep the blessing on your life while I'm dealing with her. God said, I don't need you to get in the way. Who am I talking to? You are about to move in a time of recompense. You're about to move in a time where vengeance is mine, says the Lord, but you got to get out of the way. Scripture in Proverbs say, I'm trying to get out of here. Scripture in Proverbs say that don't even wish evil on your enemies and don't celebrate your enemy's downfall because if you do, God will turn around and start blessing them. God will turn around and start restoring them. So even when your enemies do you wrong, God said, check your heart out now. Because not too long ago, you was in some foolishness. Not so long ago, you were shacking. Not, I can't look at nobody. They're going to think I'm talking about them. Not too long ago, you were sinning and fornicating. I know it's not you today. Not too long ago, you were slipping and dipping, smoking and choking. Not too long ago. So before you get self-righteous, before you act like you always hit the target, let me go ahead and help you out. Here I was slinging up angels and all that on my auntie. I was good and mad too now. I want y'all to, I don't want to make it seem like I wasn't mad. I was mad. I was mad. It was mad I had to go to court because of the situation. I was mad. I was mad when I was in court. Judge looked at me and said, well, can she come to your house? No, she can't come to my house. 
No, she can't come to my house. No, she can't come to my house. Justin, can she come? I didn't want to sit in the mic, but you heard me. I said, huh? Justin, can she come to your house, y'all family? I said, she can't bring that spirit in my house, not in my house. I may have forgiven her, but she ain't coming into my house. Because the other thing about forgiveness, forgiveness don't mean total reconciliation. I might have forgiven you to keep my heart right with God, but you still a demon. You still need deliverance, and you still ain't coming into my house. I'm going to pray that God restore you, but you ain't bringing that attitude in my house. Still so forgiveness don't mean full reconciliation. Forgiveness just mean I ain't gonna get you. Forgiveness mean I ain't trying to set you up. That's all forgiveness mean. Forgiveness mean I'm not wishing for your demise. Don't mean you're coming in my house with that spirit. No, 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 you ain't coming in. Judge asked me, can't she come? No, she can't come in. I work on forgiveness, but she can't come to the house. Some of y'all gonna get your strength from that one. Come on, say God is about to restore some things. Lord, help me. I'm gonna skip for the time of time. Let's go to Matthew six. This is my last verse of scripture. I'm gonna skip. I'm gonna skip and go to this final verse. A few verses of scripture. I'm gonna skip. I had some more goodies for you. But I'm going to skip. All I can say is keep coming to church. You'll get them. I'm going to skip that part today. I feel like you're receiving good. I can skip. Let's go to Matthew 6, 25, 33. I'm going to end here in these verses. Oh, thank you, Lord. 25 says, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life. What? I don't know if y'all ever read scripture and say, What? Wait a minute, wait, wait a minute. That's why sometimes you read these, some of these verses, you got to keep on reading. Because those two phrases alone, like, what are you talking about? What you talking about, Willis? Uh-huh. <laughs> Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life. What ye shall eat, what ye shall drink, nor yet for, what, for your body, what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat? Okay, okay, I, I get that. Life more than me, I got that, yeah. I need life in order to eat, okay. And the body more than raiment, okay, I got that. I need my body just to put on clothes, okay. So you're trying to get me to have priorities, I got it. Behold, the fathers of air, the fathers of air, look at the birds. They, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet. No, I may not finish this for real. Look at the birds of the air. Look at them. They don't sow. Neither do they read. They don't participate in none of the principles of life and gaining and progress. Neither do they have a savings account. They don't gather in the barns. They don't put no worms. Say, you know, my life is a mess. I don't know what happened. You know, there are four seasons and sometimes a drought come. You'll never see no birds gather a bunch of worms and go stock it up nowhere. No. No. Yet, your heavenly father feeded them. So, a bird who takes no practical care, no type of principle to focus on living. They don't do none of that stuff. 
Be honest, birds never get up and go to work. You and I get up and go to work. We do something to gain income, to participate in a life of ch chain of command and ch the chain of supply of economy, all right, of the demand, all right? We, we do that every day. Birds don't do that. Birds get up every day and all they do is fly for a living. Well, y'all gonna make me preach after a while. And while, and while they are flying, God provides. While they are flying, they see a worm. While they are flying, they see food. While they are flying, they see straw and, 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 and nests and leaves to gather for their home. While they are flying, they're not. They're just flying, doing what they do. And while they do what they do, there is provision. God help me. He says, look at a creature that don't even participate intelligently in their life he says aren't you are yet uh, are, are you yet not much better than they hmm? which of you by taking thought can add one cubit to his stature now you smart you intelligent but by your thinking can you make yourself grow and why take ye thought for raiment consider lilies of the field you want to look good Say, so you want to look good? Consider the lilies of the field. How they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet, I say unto you, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. You look on the field, see how the lilies, how beautiful they are. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, Shall he not much more clothe you? He does that invitation again. Oh ye a little faith? Come on over here. Let me teach you about your lifestyle. Therefore, take no thought saying what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink or whether all you shall be clothed. Mm -hmm, okay. For all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly father knoweth that you have need of all these things. Let me pause for a moment. He says, clothe, raiment, what you're going to eat, where you're going to live. He says, let me tell you this. This is how the Gentiles live and seek after. What he's saying is, Gentiles are really unregenerated people. He was talking to the people of God who understood the principles, the covenant of God, the Mosaic law, all of that. He says, this is how the Gentiles live. People who have not been elevated in thought, elevated in spirit, had no type of conversion, had no type of transformation. This is how they live. In other words, what he says is, Gentiles live by their five senses. Five senses mean when you live by your five senses, that means that you are relegated to just what's happening in the earth. You don't have another sense of living. You don't have another sense of being. You don't have another sense that have come alive. You are nothing more than an ox. You're nothing more than a horse. You're nothing more than sheep. That's how Gentiles act. They live according to the eye, what they see, what they smell, what they touch. He's trying to tell us as believers, we live in another realm. We don't live by just our five senses. We cross over into another area of living. Come on. He says, and I want you to know, I already know what you have need of. Oh, this is powerful here. What I want you to know, everyone has problems and challenges. Believers are not exempt from trouble. Adam and Eve had trouble. Job had trouble. David had trouble. 
You read the Bible, you don't see nothing but a whole lot of trouble, to be honest. But God is in the midst of the trouble. Also, not only do believers have problems and challenges, also believers have needs. Tell your neighbor, say, I have needs. Yeah, I don't know. And the scripture here is not trying to get us to ignore that we have needs. Come on, a need for relationship, a need for friendship, come on, a need for food and shelter, a need for clothing, a need for love. I was studying a mass law hierarchy of needs this morning. I ain't going to go through it, all of it. I ain't going through really, really none of it. But it just says that a person who doesn't get the basic level of needs met have a, tro- a problem reaching to the highest level of needs and all their being, their belonging, their self-esteem, all of that stuff suffers if they don't get basic stuff like food and shelter and water come on and so God says look I'm gonna let you know who you are you're worth more than birds of of the air you're worth more than the the lilies in the fields and then he squares his back and said I already know what you got need of I already know what you need in your life he says this and then he's trying to show a point that he's gonna take care of you and that he's gonna meet your needs tell somebody I got needs I have needs. He's not talking to, because I, I can't, can't stand coming to church and we act like we ain't got no needs. I know, I, I like this, I like this, I'm about to go, I, I know, I'm almost done here. I like, I like, the, I like the, the song, Vicky Wine's a bad girl. But I ain't been singing as long as I got King Jesus, I don't need nobody else. I love him. I love him. Because some of y'all get that attitude and it's some handsome man be looking at you all year long getting himself ready to properly talk to you getting himself ready he been working on some things he been working on some things before he approach you and then Valentine's come and you put on your post as long as I caught King Jesus I don't need nobody else huh and they talk about Jesus is my husband talking all no 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 no. God has never tried to get us to ignore our needs he's never tried to act like we don't need one another that we don't have feelings and things that we need supply in come on I'm trying to stir you up so you get out of this dormant place that act like you don't have needs Jesus wants us to know that we have needs I gotta get out of here thank you brother Bobby But our life, tell somebody our life is uncommon. This is where I'm about to go. God is calling us into the uncommon life. See, it's common to live by your five senses. Ah, but when you live into another realm by faith, that's the uncommon life. Come on, it's common to live by what you see, but faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Seeing I don't see it, but I believe it. The Bible also declares we walk by faith and not by sight. So I don't depend just on my five senses. I got another realm. I'm about to go. I'm about to go home. I got another realm. Tell somebody I got another realm. I got another realm. I got another realm that when I step into it, things start changing. I feel the Holy Ghost. I got another realm. When I start activating a life of prayer, things start changing. I got another realm. When I start trusting and believing God, my life gets better. I got almost done. Almost done. 
I remember my life fell apart. Came up to Tallahassee, had great dreams of being a chiropractor. I was wonderful. I was looking forward to it. I was going to major in biology. After getting my undergrad and major in biology, I was going to go on and get to my MD. And I was going to become a chiropractor. Came here with big dreams. But I tell you, it's hard to fulfill big dreams when you ain't fulfilled an old dream. I got here and got all of all focused, Brother Bobby, because I was in high school. In high school, I didn't play football as much as I wanted to. And I love passionate, I love football. I played on the weekend outside, but during the weekday, I didn't get a chance to play with the school. I played one year, ninth grade, loved it. But after that, I joined a quartet group. And when I joined a quartet group, I could not make it to practice and play quartet. So as we traveled the rural areas of Georgia, and all down the dusty roads, <laughs> keeping the pocket and keeping that dry, and saying Jesus 20 times, and pulling people cold and pulling them off stage and letting them run back down the aisle. Yeah. I did that all my high school years. So when I came to college, I was up getting my sports on. So I was in intramural everything, intramural basketball, intramural everything. And, and you know what happened to them grades? They didn't work out so well. Managed to get an A, a degree, but God took care of me. But my point is, there are times in your life when your life is falling all apart. I've been there where I made mistakes and my life fell all apart. But you know what changed everything? When I stepped over into the oncoming life. When I stepped over, start trusting God with what I had. Come on, I know what it is to walk to work and not have, come on, a car to get to work. Come on, but I had a good job. Hallelujah, I was going to be sweating when I got there, and I was. I patted my face. Come on, I don't want to picture that life has always been easy like this for me. It's much better now, thank you, Lord. But I've had to walk to work, and when I get to work, I had to work while I was at work. Come on, somebody. And while I was there, I had people who didn't like me, but I didn't quit a job because you don't like me that's your problem i got bills to pay and children to feed and a family to take care of i ain't getting no attitude because you got one y'all be quitting good jobs because somebody don't like you instead of saying devil you're gonna see me every day devil you're gonna be tormented by my joy every day Every day I'm going to be here working. Every day, get used to me smiling. Get used to me. Y'all got to get your attitude together. Quitting these good old jobs. I'm covered. I went to work. Worked hard. I didn't make no money. But I was moving in another realm. I'm almost done, I think. I stay away. I stay out wearing ties to work. I'm talking to somebody. Work it, Bobby. I start wearing ties. I was like a clerk. I was a clerk. And I start wearing ties. Had always had a sharp crease in my pants. Huh? I come from South Florida. We starch them things heavy. Oh, don't mess with it. I know how to do it. And if you want to crease the last while you go to the laundromat, you put it on the press and you you ain't saying nothing but when I walk in there I was straight huh and I walked in there every day looking like I owned the place before they went to the boss guess who they came to they came to me why because I looked like I was in authority I looked like I knew something I start dressing like I was where I wanted to go I start saying I ain't gonna be broke all my life every day I go to 
going to work. I'm walking in faith. Every time I step into this place, God going to supply my needs. Tell somebody I live in another realm. I live in another realm. Sure, I have people who didn't like me. Sure, people who say, who this boy is. Yeah, sure, I sure I had one. I'm going to get out of here. Even had the head person call me, wouldn't give me an interview. They wouldn't give me an interview, Brother Bobby. They wouldn't give it to him. And the boss said he want to talk to you. Because I said, I want to know why I can get an interview. I'm qualified. They wouldn't give me an interview. Vanjie Carey wouldn't do it. Then he said, well, he want to talk to you. And I said, okay. Went down to his office. Sat in there. He cleaning his desk. Cleaning, cleaning, cleaning. I'm okay. When we going to talk? 20 minutes passed. 30 minutes passed. I said, wait, wait. I said, excuse me, sir. Um, they told me you wanted to talk to me because I was interested in why I didn't get an interview. He said, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Pray for me. And I said, um, I said, yeah. He said, well, aren't you in school? I said, yes, sir. He said, how long you got? I said, about a year and a half, you know. He said, okay. He says, um, well, don't do this. I'm telling you, don't, don't do this. <laughs> don't do this. It's just my story. I live, I, I live to tell a story, all right? Don't do this, but I'm telling the real story. I said, no, no, I said, so he said, he said, but, but he said, okay. He said, I tell you what, when you finish your degree, come apply. I said, excuse me, sir. I'm going to finish my degree and I'm going to apply for a job that makes $17,000 a year. In my spirit, you know what church folks say? The devil is a lie. I said, and this is what I said to him. I said, sir, you done wasted my time. I don't wait it down here. I could have been at my desk working. You have a good day. And I went to my desk and went back to work. The next thing you know, he called my supervisor. My supervisor said, did you walk out of his office? I said, yes, I did. He was wasting my time. He's paying me to do a job, and I got a job to do. But I refuse to allow him to waste my time. Don't try this at home. I'm trying to tell you I'm about done. 33, I'm done. I told these stories on purpose because sometimes people need practical application. People see where you are today, don't think you had to sweat and work and be patient. They don't think you had to posture yourself. They just see that and then they won't quit. Because you know, we got, you know, we got, you can make a lot of money now if you're creative doing very little. Now you got to do a little bit of something, but you can make a lot of money with your phone, with Instagram. You can do a lot of things. And so there are a lot of people with no skill trying to make a lot of money. Wasting time. Go work. I said go work. 33, I'm done. Here's where he changes the transformation. He said, but you're not going to be like Gentiles just living by your five senses. Get out of being immobile. Get out of being stuck. Get your life out of being stuck and start seeking first. Thank you for standing to the Jessica. Lift your hands. I want to prophesy to you. I prophesy that you're about to go through the most radical transformation from head to toe. It's going to start in your mind, but it's going to end up in your bank account. It's going to start in your habits, but it's going to end up in your lifestyle. 
over the next six to nine months, you're going to start seeing a great heavy flow. It's going to start before then, but you're going to still start seeing a heavy flow of favor and opportunities start coming your way. And I declare you're going to have more than enough. Somebody declare more than enough. I dare you to praise him right there. She's stepping over into I felt it in Jesus' name. Headshot. Come on. Stepping over into another realm. I dare you to praise God for her. I'm about to get out of here. I dare you to praise God for her. Tell him I'm stepping over into another realm. I'm not complaining. Tell your neighbor I'm stepping over into another realm. I'm not complaining. I'm not whining. I'm about to start praying and seeking God. Come on, rest on your feet. I feel the shift happening in your life today. Don't be spending time complaining. And some of y'all, let me tell y'all something. Some of y'all will be a lot further if you stop hanging around a whole bunch of whiners and complainers. You need to hang around strategic people. People who know how to pivot. Trouble is coming to everybody. Everybody have problems and situations. But people who pivot and shift people who know how to find the answers and walk into the spirit realm and pull out solutions you need to stop hanging around people who always everybody got problems everybody got problems everybody got challenges but who's moving into solutions he says when you seek first put matthew 6 33 i want to end there because i want to show you the power of scripture and i'm done i'm praying i skipped a whole lot today it's okay i just trust you'll be here next sunday matthew 6 33 you know it by heart, some of us do. But seek you first. <laughs> I just declared to say, you <laughs> somebody just say, you can't stop me. Say, you can't stop me. Just say that loud. Say, you can't stop me. Just can't stop me. I walked over there to go by evangelist care. When I got right here, I heard that word. <laughs> Come on and celebrate. All that God's going to continue to do. Can't stop you. Sometimes people decide you can't have this position because you're too young. You this and you to that. That's what, and they and they try to stop a flow. They try, they try to stop a flow that's unstoppable. They try to stop something that's inevitable. It's gonna happen anyway. And I don't. See, that's why I tell people you just need to choose if you're gonna participate or not. But you can't stop this. And I, when I got right here, I heard that word of the Lord. I said, "That's what Evangelist Kiara." Because some people decide they're gonna slow you down. And it ain't even about you need more training or teaching because when you got the goods. You can train them while they're in the position. When they're the right person, you can qualify them and prepare them. When they already have those raw goods already, and they got the soft skills already, you can give them ain't nothing to learn a system. If they already got brilliancy in their mind, they ain't got to know the system. I can train you the system, but if you ain't got the competence, it don't matter what system I train you on. Lift your hands because they can't stop you. And because they tried to stop you, God gonna give them give you more. Come on, somebody say, God gonna give them more. I dare you to shout, I feel a release in here. I said, 
a strong release. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. That's how I got my life all together. My life was messed up. Had no car. Y'all know my story. Proposed to Pastor Robin catching a Greyhound bus. Y'all know my story. Caught the Greyhound bus to Panama City with a tough father-in-law. Tough. Looking at me, hitting the tune. Talking about you gonna marry my daughter. His face was looking at me like he was saying, you're broke self. Cause you know when you're, when you're sensitive, you pick up stuff people ain't saying anyway. I was all sensitive, he was like, he wouldn't talk to me. I'm marrying this girl. It's my wife. It may be your daughter, but she my wife. And y'all know I got a little city in me, so pray for me. In my mind, I ain't said out my mouth. I respect my elders. But in my mind, I was like, you better get out of my way, man. <laughs> I'll tell the truth. I ain't said that in my mouth, but in my mind. I was like, I'm marrying this girl. You ain't got to come out of the room and say nothing to me. Brother, I love him today. Don't think, don't think we got problems. We got no problem. I love my pop. And God restored my heart. Lift your hands. This, here's the heart of the message. Listen. It's hard to pray for someone else when your faith is locked up in your own needs. Here's the heart of the message. It's hard to believe someone else when your faith is stuck on needing God to do something for you. So God said, what I'm about to do is I'm about to make you an example of answered prayer. Because I got assignments and things for you to do. But if you have never experienced or have a low level of experiencing my goodness, how are you going to really share the goodness of God with somebody else? If you're in a drought, it's hard to be preaching an overflow to somebody else. This is the heart of message. God says, the journey into praying for someone else is I'm about to answer your prayers. Keep your hands lifted. I'm praying. I'm decreeing. God said, I'm about to do the wondrous things in your life. Because I got to shift y'all to the uncommon life. I'm going to put my glory on you. Keep your hands lifted, Brother Weems. You don't say a lot, but God loves you, sir. You don't say a lot, but God loves you, sir. And you ain't got to say a lot for God to honor the person that you are and the person you are becoming. You've been in a shift for a little bit, and God's been dealing with you and building you up. And you've been working on some things. And what you've been doing is you've been attracting the favor of God. And the favor of God is on you. And watch they call you. And watch they elevate you. And watch prosperity come to you. And they're going to say, man, what done happened to your life? Man, my life just went through a major change because God's favor is on you. And I agree with the favor of God on this life. God's going to prove himself to you. God said, I'm going to show you who I am, Wings. I'm going to show you what I can do for the people who love me in Jesus' name. Come on, celebrate. God's going to do that for you. Come on. I tell y'all to celebrate. Come on. The Bible says rejoice with them who do rejoice. Hands lifted. Let's pray. Sometimes I want to teach. Sometimes I want to prophesy. I'm all over the place today. Hands lifted. Let's pray together. Until I feel such a stirring. 
the journey into praying for somebody else. You're going to be the example of answered prayer. You're going to be the answer of a person who's a model and a demonstration of God's goodness. And God's going to answer your prayers, family situations, circumstance. God's going to answer your prayer. I might as well bring it full circle. And God answered our prayer with my family member. Let me say that too. Sometimes you have to bring it full circle. God straightened that situation out too. Somebody let God do it. Tell somebody let God do it. It didn't happen overnight. But when I left that thing alone and got all that ghetto hood out of me, I'll jack you up, I'll do that to you. Blah, blah. You don't know me. I'm from the Davis family. And the Davis family, we don't take no stuff. Oh, you don't, don't want to mess with me. I... Huh? When I got all that ghetto stuff out of me, that hood stuff out of me, and learned how to righteously fight my battles. I'm still a fighter now. But righteously fight my battle. God worked that thing around. I said that God had me go all the way back to that because I'm talking to somebody. That get yourself out the way and let God fight this battle. Because you know what? When I moved out the way and let that stuff go, you know what God was doing with me? Elevating me. Prospering me. And I ain't had time to be thinking about what she did. I ain't wake up every morning thinking about what you did. Why? Because I was too busy being blessed. Too busy being favored. I have time to carry old news to my new future. I was too busy growing. Thank you again, my friend, for listening to our radio broadcast of Truth Gathers Dream Center Church. The word of God is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And every time we hear his word, we're able to grow thereby. My friend, I also want to invite you to our service. Maybe you have a free Sunday coming up real soon. We'll love to see you at 1317 High Road here in Tallahassee. Truth gathers dreams in a church. God bless you until the next time right here on Wave 94.